0: All right, next Smart, UFC 264 coming up this week. We are obviously going to talk about all the fights, but I'm going to start with the big one, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, the third, the trilogy. Who comes out the winner?
1: i going to go with Poirier. I would like to see McGregor win, but I, I just – I don't – I'm not sure – with the way things ended last time with that leg kick that we're going to see something all that different. Maybe, I mean, McGregor's claim that he's, you know, gone dark and hasn't done as much media and he's as hungry as he's ever been and everything you've ever heard about every fighter going into a rematch and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I just, unless he's going to come out and check that kick and try to hurt Dustin's leg early and, and prevent him from uh, not wanting to throw that kick. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the story of the fight. Is Can Connor have an answer for what doomed him the last fight? And I don't know, man. The Dustin Poirier we saw last time, I I think I got to go with Poirier. And I'll tell you, having grown up here in Atlantic Canada, there are plenty of Poiriers around here. And I can promise you, if you follow Dustin Poirier's family history, it, it dates back to this part of the world, I can tell you that much.
0: I agree with you. I am curious about the line moving ten points today. Uh Poirier I- was a one tw- minus one twenty-five favorite. It's moved to minus one fifteen. It's not a huge move, but is there a reason? Is there something that I'm missing? Right. Is there a piece of information I don't know about? That that concerns me a little bit. Um I've liked Poirier. I liked him at minus one twenty five. At one fifteen, I like him even more, obviously. Uh
1: Jeez, I feel like on Sports Interaction a month ago. It was Connor. Uh, yeah, McGregor was it's like the Connor favorite.
0: 150 or something like
1: that. Yeah. I should have I should have taken Dustin when I had those odds.
0: Yeah, I, I was surprised to see that. and I was worried that they knew something we didn't, and I think what it probably was is that there was a consensus coming out of the last fight that Connor didn't train. Yeah. Connor didn't train. And yeah, so, they
1: wanted to see if he was going to Portugal again and stuff.
0: Yeah. And so folks were like, ah, it sounds like he's training. I think he's actually training. He's going to train, you know, he's taking it seriously. So money came in on Connor. And then as we get closer to the fight, folks are like, no, like did he though? Right. There's probably some rumors coming out of, and, and I haven't heard any of them, but I would, to see the line move the way it has, I would imagine that some of the talk that came out of this was basically like, what was he actually training though? Where did he end up? um how focused is he you and i have talked about this before i i think uh i I forget who it is you said said it but you know it's hard to wake up to train when you you're getting out of bed in satin sheets
1: Yep, the late marvin Hagler. yeah yeah it's uh you know you're you're sleeping in silk sheets it's a lot a lot harder to get up and go run five miles than when you're uh you know sleeping on a box spring on the floor and yeah. thinking about having a, a big home someday. Yeah. So, I mean, you we're know you're just about not a as guy... hungry naturally. Yeah.
0: We're talking about a guy with hundreds of millions of dollars. I just don't yep. see it. Right.
1: Exactly. Um, now I do think he's a hell of a lot more <laughs> focused and hungrier than last time. Um, the thing with Connor is usually when like, especially with Mayweather and that whole uh, crazy town affair, when they really want to, Maximize McGregor's media. They have to fly him out of Ireland, fly him to New York, fly him to L.A., fly him all over. Uh, you got to think body-wise, mentally. He's a little more rested to come into this one because it doesn't sound like he's been making those media rounds. He's back pretty quiet, yeah. Exactly. Uh, there was a quote today that he predicts Poirier is going to leave on a stretcher, but other than that, I haven't heard. I haven't heard a peep out of Conor McGregor for weeks. So he's he has gone dark. Um I just hope he's training at his local gym in Dublin and not, you know, playing touch butt in the park in Portugal.
0: Yeah. Uh so live from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. I believe this is the first live show in Las Vegas um for UFC.
1: Yeah, yeah you can tell Dana was planning this. Uh yeah. I want the first one in Vegas to be McGregor card.
0: So, I don't know if I've been watching too many fight nights, but it seems to me like this card is pretty stacked. It is. Um, It is. If anything, I would say that there is some stuff on the early prelims and Mm. normal prelims that should be on the main card. Um,
1: That Nico Price fight is going to be a bloodbath
0: that nico price fight's going to be a bloodbath i'll tell you what i'm surprised jennifer maya and jessica i is on the early prelims it's not even on regular espn or, or whatever it is yeah um absolutely i i always got this guy's name Zagalas, zoom zoom golov versus uh Jerome Rivera. This guy is one of those like lean on you for three rounds, but he's exceptionally good on leaning on you for three rounds. <laughs> yeah,
1: Zumagalov, not even a Wikipedia page yet. So yeah, uh, but like he's out there. Pretty hungry.
0: decent, pretty decent fighter, honestly. Yep. Absolutely. Um and I could see this Brad Tavares fight in, uh Akhmadov. Yeah. yeah like yep. th- th- these are these are some real fights that they've got on the on the early cards. So Absolutely. I'm Carlos
1: th- Condit and on the prelims Carlos Condit's got a huge fan base for yeah. a, a guy that uh isn't the most active and you know isn't really fighting for any kind of belt or anything
0: Yeah Max Griffin like that's going to be you want to talk about a bloodbath like that's the yep. that's the final yep. we've and we've talked about this before I and, and so I encourage you to uh, actually I don't encourage you to follow my lead but feel free to follow my lead uh the final fight before the main card on a pay-per-view night Just take it not to go to decision. Like they always set that up so it's a knockout, and it doesn't always work that way. Nothing's a hundred percent for sure. But as as smart as the matchmakers are, they are always Mm -hmm. trying to get somebody who's gonna get killed in that last fight before the main card. So anybody's like, should I? Yeah, should I buy it? Should I buy it? Yeah. Uh, So that's that's a a opportunity, I'd say.
1: Absolutely. For sure. Um, I'm quite excited for the co event. Gilbert Burns, Stephen yeah. Wonderboy Thompson, a big, big fight with big, big ramifications. Because as Stephen Thompson has correctly pointed out, he's the only one remaining in the top five who is yet to lose to one Kamaru Usman. Yeah. And he feels um, that he, he deserves the next shot. After Usman takes care of business in the next fight, he, he feels he's the next guy up. Of course, he's gonna to have to go take care of business against Gilbert Burns, who people have quickly forgotten. Exactly this time last year, Gilbert Burns was one of the hottest fighters in the sport. Yep. Um, going into that Usman fight, uh, there there was you'd be hard pressed to find a hotter fighter, a more you know popular fighter, riding a, a wave of mom- momentum than Burns. And then the last thing I want to mention here is uh, the Greg Hardy fight. Yeah. Ty uh, Tuivasa, Ivasa, everyone's favorite um enthusiast, taking on Greg Hardy. Um very important to note here. I feel like this is Hardy's last chance to really keep moving up the card. I feel like if if Ty gets the gets the jump on Hardy here, a release wouldn't be out of the question. Because I don't think with Hardy you start bumping them down the card to prelims and you know, back on an early prelim card. I think Hardy's got to win this fight. If he wins this fight, big things ahead. But if he loses this fight, I I don't know, man. I don't think he, there's, maybe I'm wrong about it, but I, I just, I feel like this has got to be an absolute must win for Hardy. And he's he's in for a tough night out because Tui Vasa is no joke.
0: Yeah, the, the part that's interesting to me uh, keeping in mind that, like, obviously, I think Greg Hardy's a giant piece of shit, and I enjoy yep. watching him getting unconscious. Uh, I have on occasion suggested that there should be different rules in MMAs for men who hit women, and that those, the men who hit women, you, you shouldn't get to tap out. You just get unconscious or completely, you know, obliterated. But uh, setting yep. that aside, uh, Tui Voss is not a guy who's going to wrestle you, and that's been Greg no. Hardy's weakness so far, is that yep. if you get Greg Hardy on the ground, it's over like he he has no ground game um no nope. but, but he also
1: didn't fare that well on the on this feat with what was it volkov yeah volkov i mean volkov's not going in there to wrestle you, but he was just too big too long for uh for hardy to really uh outpoint him and of course tybura it, here's the thing if marchin tybura can knock you out which is what happened in hardy's last fight i think ty tuivasa is yeah, going to go that, in there yeah but that was
0: knock knockout out. like you know, he got him on the ground and tired him out, and yeah, no, I got you know, wore him down. Yeah,
1: um, I'm going with Ty. I think Tuivasa gets his hands raised. Right I don't know what he's paying, but give me Ty in this one. I don't think Hardy it's gets to close to
0: even money. Let me see what I Is got it? here. It's Holy yeah, it's, it's a pretty close fight. Shit. Um, I, I uh, go
1: ahead. I'm not always the most comfortable betting on a on a body type such as Ty Tuivasa because yeah. you know. What if it does go three rounds and cardio does come into it? Uh but yeah.
0: Yeah, Tui Vasa minus one forty to Greg mm. Hardy's plus one ten. So not quite even money, but it's yeah. It, it's not something they're expecting a blowout in one direction or the other.
1: One thing I like about Ty is he's not really and a lot of people would see this as a negative but he's kind of like the diaz brothers where he doesn't really give a fuck about the trajectory of his career he just likes going out there having a fight scheduled knowing he's got a fight coming after that you know and just fighting and you know he'll take the wins and losses where they fall but he's not you know he's one of those guys where i don't think I think he's more just interested in staying in the company and supporting for his family than he is uh having a belt around his his waist so. I like that about him.
0: Steven Thompson cuz we we just got off that real quick. Yep. Real technical fighter. Yep. And I could see a world. It's not I don't know that's the most likely world, right? But it's it's uh, one of the scenarios is he has such a clean victory over burns that he doesn't take much damage. Like part of Thompson mm. is that he's so clean and his defense is so good. And he doesn't, he doesn't usually leave the ring particularly bloody. No. Um, oh, it's that karate.
1: It's the sideways moving in sideways, moving out. He touches you. You don't touch him.
0: That's pretty much in the name of the sport. So if he, if he's able to have a win like that over burns, um, And this is one I expect to go three rounds. I don't actually think we're going to see a knockout here on on the co-main. You you know, if he goes three rounds without taking that much damage, I I could see a world where they just say like, okay, do do you want to just fight Usman? Because Covington's asking for a fuck ton of money and we don't need to deal with that. 'Cause I am you gotta yeah. think you gotta think the fact no, that no. nothing's been announced by now means
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Like yeah. I said, yeah, I mentioned that after the last post fight presser. The fact that Dana keeps telling us Covington's the guy, but yet we aren't getting fight announcements. Um I think that world exists, but I don't think we're there yet. I think Dana's gonna get that Covington fight done. I think he knows he needs to get it done. I think it's the right thing to do. And Covington has publicly said uh, there's only two guys he's gonna fight, and it's gonna be Usman or it's gonna be uh, Mosvadov. So,
0: yeah, they should just let him rot then, probably.
1: No, uh, I no, I, I think that you get the Usman fight done. I I have heard nothing, and I have no evidence to suggest that Colby uh, is pricing himself out of this fight. Usman, I think be- I think it's Usman Delane, man. I think Usman is very savvy at playing this game and saying, uh, you know, still rehabbing this or I need a couple more weeks here. And I think Dana listens to him. And I don't think we always get word of that.
0: All right. So, but now I want to go into
1: Nagano. Too, That's what I was going to say. Now yeah, yeah, is probably yeah. the exactly. best time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. To, because if... I, because I don't think Dana's given Nagano a fair shake here, man, especially whereas he knew as we did too, that as soon as Francis won that, he was going home to do a victory tour and go to the pit mine where he used to work and his you know, his friends and family and, and show his countrymen what he's accomplished. We all knew that. And to make it to make matters worse, he had told Dana that. Now, Cameroon is not Florida, right? Like it's pretty far away. And especially with today's protocols, I mean there's certain you know, dead periods where you're gonna have to sit on your ass for a bit in quarantine, and yeah, I was as pretty much the whole community was. I was very taken aback when there was a an announcement for an interim title between Cyril Gone and Derek Lewis. Well, good for good for Lewis, good for Gone. They're deserving, but poor Francis, man. I,
0: I we might disagree there because I don't think Gone's no. deserving yet. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's, that's, the, that's
1: the heavyweight. If Tanner Bozer gets two more wins, he's in the discussion. You know, the Canadian there from Alberta. Yeah. um, That's the heavyweight life, man. Like, if you're young and you get a couple wins
0: and they think you're the
1: next thing, they'll put
0: you in there. Which, like, okay. But, yeah. I mean, his win over Volkov was okay. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. particular. it wasn't impressive.
1: No, but I, I don't think – I don't with Volkov's length and the way Volkov. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I I don't think he was good. I I think he was looking for a safe, a safe way to get his hand raised, which
0: is, which is fine. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just going to go back to like the UFC for a second. The, the word is that Nagano's camp was saying they can't do August, but they do September. Okay so we're talking about a month yeah uh yeah
1: de- depending on the the date it could even be three weeks right
0: yeah yeah but i like let's i'll give the benefit of the doubt and say it was yeah. six weeks let's even say it was six weeks that yeah. it was the beginning of august to, to late um september I f- figure figured out like you know it, you don't have to have that title fight um at what is it ufc 265 And it is August 7th. So it it probably was close to six weeks. But like still, dude, that I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, you're not selling any fucking pay-per-views on Derek Lewis, Cyril gone for an interim championship that everyone knows doesn't mean anything. You may as well have just called it a number one contender match and made it a co-main and put Nunes in the main, but you can't do that because she's facing fucking nobody again. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, just yeah. No, I agree. That should have been. I. They, that's what they should have called it. This is a number one contender's fight.
0: Yeah, you know, you have now set a precedent with that Nate Diaz fight, of having a five round, yeah. co-main that isn't for a title, right? You you set that precedent. So use it then. Like we, use use your powers for good, guys. <laughs> um, and and in this case, I think it's definitely looks a lot more, like having that fight. Without a because t- it's honestly kind of a, that interim shit. It's just if the guy wanted to delay six weeks, it's not a fucking in like that's not an interim.
1: No, I know. I I don't understand. I don't understand how how Dana can let champions, certain champions, just delay and delay and delay and sit on their belts for because it used to be you had twelve months to whether you wanted to dodge fights, whether you just wanted to do media rounds, whether you wanted to say I'm hurt, whether you wanted to say I need rest, you used to have 12 months. You went about, you got 12 months, but obviously that's clearly not the case anymore. A and B, it just, it just seems very hypocritical. It's, you know, I'm not going to bring race into it. I'm not going to bring anything of that into it, but it just seems a bit, I don't know, man like Stipe was allowed to, you know, I, I don't know, like Francis gets two months, three months and boom, it's threats and and ultimatums and, and interim fights announced and fights on Instagram. And I mean, I don't, it just seems kind of, I was taken aback and, you know, I would, I guess it's the inconsistency that gets me. Now, having said that, if you look at the heavyweight division, as a microcosm, maybe the fact that we were stuck in the DC steep a mud for what, two years while that trilogy played out and all the rest and rehab and all that, the eye surgery, the, the cornea thing, maybe Dana just wants to get the heavyweights going again, you know, get that division moving again and and not stuck in the mud. Like it was maybe, maybe it's, it's overcompensation and it just has to do with that division. But Looking at it from like a bird's eye view over the company, I just don't, I, I think Francis is getting a raw deal. I do.
0: Okay, well, here's, uh, you know. Um, and that was... Before just, that, can I... Yeah. Re, re, oh, re, yeah, go ahead. Here. Yeah. Um, that fight was UFC 260, where Francis won that title. Yep. Um, UFC 259, Jan Blachowicz... Yeah, yeah. Defeats where's... Adesanya. <laughs> exactly. And doesn't have to fight until September yeah. 4th. Yeah, where's Jan's ultimatum? Where Where's the interim title at
1: light heavyweight? Why isn't Blahovich getting threatened? You know, uh, we, we haven't heard a peep about that. that. You're absolutely right. There's zero consistency there. And just here's a question to you, just thinking out loud. I'm just thinking about, you know, what Francis has done since winning the title, one of which made headlines and it was after the Jake Paul fight saying Remember when he was saying, you know oh sorry, the Logan Paul fight. When Logan Paul made what, twenty mil for that night of business? And Francis set out a the tweet heard across the MMA world that said, What are we doing wrong? You know, do you maybe
0: Dana didn't like that so, so much? So this was this was my next point is that I, I and I am this is very much like conspiracy theory version. Hey, Amen. I wouldn't put that here. past the internet. But let's but it's I I'm gonna connect a few more dots than what you're thinking yep. of here. We haven't heard from Usman in a while. Nope. We've got the John Jones thing, we've got the Nagano thing now. UFC fighters, to yeah. my understanding, make eighteen percent of revenues. Um for those of you unaware in the NFL, NHL, NBA, uh it's closer to 50. I don't know what baseball's at, but they don't have a salary cap and they seem to be players seem to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> just not having <laughs> a salary cap. Yeah. yeah. yeah happy like,
1: uh happy late Bobby Benilla Devo.
0: Yes. Um so you got to wonder if some of the big names in the UFC including the names I just listed are starting to say, nah, man, like fucking pay me. Like you, we, we know what's up here. You, you're going to give me some real fucking money or I'm not going to show. And, and Dana is um, probably playing hardball now and just saying like, all right, then just like sit at home.
1: Don't fight. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because as you were saying that it did come to mind that that's what the big mix up with Paul Costa was over his last fight is he said, I'm not going out there to main event a fight night for, for peanuts. Or he was the co-main on a, uh, I think he was the co-main on a pay-per-view, and he wanted main-event money. Yeah. But either way, you know, because I'd come on here and rip Paulo Costa for backing out of what three fights in eight weeks or whatever it was. Um, one of which I get it; there was traveling, there was you know he's Brazilian, there was quarantine time, he was hurt, I get it. Yeah. But the last one, when I came on here and I ripped him, I have since found out that it was over purely pay. Yep. Um, whether I like that or not. I don't know. Um, and you know what? Nate Diaz was right. Like before you and I really got into the sport, Nate Diaz was the one coming out 10 years ago, eight years ago saying, we're not, we're all getting screwed here, man. We're not making nearly enough money. And that's why he's been coming out lately saying, I told y'all, yeah, you know, you guys weren't listening to me. I was, I was saying this
0: years ago. And they're, and they're not like they are, no, they they're not. Are objectively not. I I it's don't time, know that it time needs to, to be 50, 50. Yeah. It's time union. Yeah. They they got to figure something out because the, what they're doing ain't working.
1: Um, Time to unionize. Uh, a lot of a lot of tennis people, a lot of tennis players don't like Djokovic because that's what he's trying to get done is a uh, a union for the uh, the pro circuit. Um, but mixed martial arts in tennis, you know, you hurt tennis, your knee. They,
0: tennis, they get compensated pretty fucking. Par- yeah,
1: exactly. After. And also, too, in tennis, you hurt your knee, you hurt your ankle. Uh, in cage fighting. Um, you know, your life's on the line. So I could argue I think they need a union, they need coverage, they need security more than anybody.
0: And if you're an elite tennis player, you're making way more money than an elite middleweight cage fighter.
1: See Osaka, Kama, Naomi.
0: Yeah. Forty million dollars last year she made. Do you think there's one UFC person who made forty million dollars last year?
1: Well, I think Connor McGregor topped to the Forbes list as High earner athlete for 2020. So, but
0: how much of that was him selling his? Uh... No,
1: exa- Exactly, right? Exactly. Like yeah. Connor's his own thing, right? Yeah. Connor's, Connor, Connor didn't rely on Dana White to make all his money.
0: So, I, going back to like just kind of the main topic there, like the, the Gone Lewis fight, I'm happy to see the fight. Um, I'm disappointed for Derek Lewis because mm. I, as much as I like Derek, my balls is hot Lewis. Mm. Uh, I am also keenly aware that the world where Derek Lewis gets a championship strapped around his waist is
1: shrinks by the day. It, by well, the
0: and it's, and it's just like, he's it's, not a young guy. It takes a series of fortunate yeah. events to happen. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, that Woodley fight was kind of one of those where I, it wasn't a lucky shot. I don't think anything Derek Lewis does is a lucky shot because he is a powerful man with powerful fists. Um, I said Woodley, I meant blades. Um, yeah. But like, it's like he was losing the fight, losing the fight, lands one punch, and it's over, right? Yep.
1: It's how it was against Volkov the night that Khabib jumped and went into the crowd against McGregor.
0: And so there's – I think there's going to be lots of times where he's losing the fight, losing the fight, lands one punch, and it's over. But then eventually he's going to be losing the fight and just lose the fight. Yeah. Um, And so the more fights you put him in, the more likely it is that that happens. And once that happens, that's going to take him out of the title picture Yeah. And the whole thing's party's over. over. Yeah, so over. His best chance of getting a title, I think, was having that be his next fight. The fact that he's going to have to win two more, presumably yeah. under a situation where he's losing yep. the fight, losing the fight, and then lands a bunch. Yep. I would still love for it to happen. I, Not, I love the guy. Yep. Fine.
1: But at the end of the day, he's a year older than me at 36. He'll be 37 in February, and all it takes is an injury, right? Like, he, he could get injured in a win, and that could still be enough to... Yep dash the hopes because uh if there's one thing that can be said about this nagano thing is they get on with business right like yeah you don't want to fight all right you don't have to fight we're gonna find guys that will
0: well and i, I the move should be and and this will never happen like this very fantasy land shit but like the best thing we could do is just not buy the fucking pay-per-views when they do this shit you know, if they're like, it doesn't matter. We can just run whatever we want out there, and people will buy it anyways. A- at some point, you need the public to start pushing back and be like, no, we want to see Usman out there. We want to see Naganu out there. We want John Jones. You know, if just go fucking pay the guys. We're gonna stop watching if you don't fucking pay these dudes. Um, again, not a thing that I think is ever gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Your your theory of a union is probably more likely than that than the public actually standing up for something worthwhile. Yeah. Um,
1: but we yeah. all know like Dana and uh, what's the uh, Ari Emanuel agency Endeavor that owns the UFC. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're going to fight that till till the gates of hell. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's going to be a, a, an ugly fight. Um, yeah, I'm seeing some headlines here. I was looking up uh, Derek Lewis and, and his last couple fights. I'm see seeing it, that. It, hit, see I'm seeing the and, opening pitch. No, I did not. Oh, okay, was it okay. was it Fifty Cent style? Was it not? It good? was
0: not as bad as Fifty Cent.
1: Must have been an Astros game, right?
0: It was. It yeah, was yeah. wildly bad. Still, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of these guys. I mean, they never thrown the ball. One of the spikes. Um, One of the spikes. It's always late releases, right? Uh. But yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They. They. Yeah. They just. They. They hold on to the ball too long, and then yeah. it just right down into the dirt. Um, well, you would
0: think you would practice. Nah, you. I know, I know. Go in the backyard and fucking.
1: Jeez. Martin Sheen, the West Wing, was practicing with a bulletproof vest on, right? And, <laughs> and he had MS. So, come on. That's right. Um, I say Martin Sheen. Of course, I meant President Josiah Bartlett. Of course. Um, but, yeah, I'm seeing a headline here. It looks like Greg Hardy and Derek Lewis, Lewis have gotten into it over social media this week. I don't know what Derek Lewis said, but all the headlines are Greg Hardy replying, quote, unquote, fatty Derek Lewis is an ex-con who doesn't know when to shut up and he's making fun of his fat Popeye's greasy chicken lips. Um, So when you're Greg Hardy and you're, and you're calling someone else an ex con um, maybe time to look in the mirror.
0: Yeah. I I just assume if you are Greg Hardy, you're going to take any opportunity to throw stones, um, you know, when, when you get a chance because you have had more than a few thrown at you, presumably.
1: Well, yeah, it sounds like – and I know Derek Lewis is very uh, active on Instagram, and he's got quite the following. so it sounds like maybe he's uh, shooting, shooting some shots uh, yeah. Hardy's way.
0: Get it, bud. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd like to see that fight. Yeah, I would I would definitely watch that fight. Um, which brings us – okay, brings us back to 264 here. I I think Hardy probably gets knocked out, but, mm. you know – I, I, I like the fight just not to go the distance. Like, if I'm betting it, that's probably what... It, I don't think it goes three rounds. Um, this All... Guy, yeah?
1: Almost... Uh, I'm looking for a non-TKO punches win by Tai Tuivasa. TKO mm-hmm. punches, KO elbow, TKO corner stoppage, KO flying knee. Oh, he has one decision. He had a decision over Andre Arlovsky. Yeah. Um, But other than that, it's all KO, TKO but Ar- punches. But <laughs> Arlovsky's
0: happy to to get a like go-to decision usually too is the
1: other thing there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're
0: right. Uh, And I, I think Ty's going to knock him out. Yeah, I sure hope
1: That's one Uh, of the ones that like, I usually like to, if I'm going to bet on a fight, it would just be when, you know, who's going to get their hand raised. But, uh, for a prop bet for that, if you're going to bet Ty's going to get the win, you might as well, uh, take half that money and put that he's going to get the win via knock.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I mean I feel like we have to ask uh you, you know they're they're putting there there is a bantamweight fight on this card um a, a women, pardon me women's bantamweight fight uh Kunitskaya uh versus Aldana uh, so it's four or 5 in the bantamweight division which presumably is just trying to give uh Nunes her next opponent um i i just feel you know a bit of a classic question here but like what are we doing here you know this yeah.
1: th- no we've talked about it there's nothing for her to do yeah right? other than going in there for the third time with the bullet right yeah. and it, it's kind of like the max holloway uh uh volkanovsky thing right? right like that's 2-0 in now i think it's 1-1 really even though it's 2-0 so i guess it's a bad comparison but um, that's one of the rare two Oh, you know, trilogies you want to see. And with Nunez and, and Shevchenko, it's kind of like, there's not really much else for these girls to do.
0: If I <laughs> like, if I'm Nunez though, I just don't want to do it. Right. What's what, what's, yeah, what do probably, I gain? Out probably of it? not. No, no. She's probably looking for parody. Right. Uh, and last card, uh, last fight on the main card here: Sean O'Malley versus a guy mm-hmm. named who? Uh Yeah, no way. Let's call bitch. him. I think it's Cannon was, fodder.
1: <laughs> yeah, Chris Mutinio. I think he just got signed last week. It, it was, was supposed to be. In. Yeah. It was supposed to be O'Malley and Louis Smolka Um, on June 29th. ninth, withdrew due an undisclosed injury. Wow. Well, um, and then Sean get
0: knocked out by Sean O'Malley.
1: Man, I swear, like. I almost dislike this guy more by the hour.
0: He's easy to Um, dislike.
1: And like he was saying this week, Oh, I don't care who it is. Put me in there with anybody. Like that's all good and cool, man. But I don't know. Like, I I just feel like he's saying that, like put him in, maybe there's no one in his division that really kick his ass, but I'd like to see him go in there with a bigger guy. And if he's going,
0: here's an idea, put him in there with Marlon Vera.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's right. the one he's got to. We got to say. Back, you right? want to
0: say that one doesn't count? That's cool. Go in there. With yeah, exactly. Him. It's go time right for you're you wrong to go fight some fucking ranked fighters.
1: Yeah, exactly. Go right your wrong. Exactly, man. That's one thing. It's almost like the UFC is trying to like protect this guy from they another are, loss. They man. are
0: hundred percent trying to protect yeah, Golden Goose because
1: here. there's guys that Dana doesn't like that they get one win and then they go in with a killer, man. Yeah. And Sean O'Malley, man, like, like. <laughs> Look at his fight record. Like yeah.
0: it's a bunch of nothing. There's, there's nothing. Oh my god! There's one man. real fighter he's got. The only him. guy I've heard of. Yeah, the only guy I've heard of beat him. Yeah, and he's going around town saying he beat him. Yeah. So ha- run that fight back, <laughs> and if he wins, fine. <laughs> then then let's see the fucking Marlon Morales fight, oh, or the Jose man. Aldo fight, or the Rob Font fight. This O'Malley guy. Oh god. I'm ser I'm serious though. They wanna they wanna treat Sean O'Malley like a star. Then like, uh, go fight Sean. Like exactly. you're you're fighting like, a bunch of guys who yeah. name who. Why are you? And the part of what pisses me off is like this. We talked about how good the prelim and early prelim card is here. Why the fuck is Sean O'Malley on the main card here? Yeah, you're I telling mean. me that like that's gonna be a better fight even than the Condit Griffin fight. I would have fucking <sighs> taken Maya and Jessica. I honestly on, on the show
1: just because this guy is a podcast and he gets a couple hits on social media and YouTube and suddenly yeah. they're thinking, Oh my God, we can sell shirts. We you can could sell, have,
0: you could have given me number games. four and number seven in the flyweight division. Yeah. Women's flyweight division yeah. or a guy, an unranked guy versus a guy no one's ever heard of.
1: Yeah. I, no, I don't, I don't care for this guy. Yeah. I, and it, it, I almost have to look inward like what, you know, hate is a strong word. I don't hate him, but I I don't like him. Maybe it has I something mean, to do with the uh,
0: wildly unlikable
1: person. Yeah. No, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like the way. Yeah.
0: The attitude, cheetah, the
1: cockiness. Yeah. And like, you know, the Cheeto. Even they the got, fight they style. Run that back.
0: Even yeah. the fight style that he fucking, you know, that when he knocked the guy down in the last fight and didn't go to finish him. Yeah. You know, the, the wanting the to do the walk-away shit. Off, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. Yeah. How many uh, Irish people from Montana anyway? Like O'Malley? I know, yeah. Like how how the hell did anyone ancestor from Ireland out of Montana?
0: Um. Okay. Anything else on UFC 264 before we move on here?
1: Uh, not so much on 264 but
0: what's next for Izzy Adesanya? Mm, great question have we not talked since 260
1: no I don't think so okay. Um, we didn't I mean I don't think we really needed you know, that Korean zombie Dan Ige card wasn't the best, so yeah, we don't yeah, need to no, talk about that. Yeah, that wasn't good. Um, Figueredo Moreno. Yeah, we did talk about yeah, Moreno yeah, Figueredo. Yeah, 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 okay. So, yeah, we, so, yeah, talk we about talked about it. Yeah. Oh,
0: by the way, they did do a little bit of what I talked about. I saw a picture of Moreno with the uh, Mexican president the other day. So they have sent yeah, him on a bit exactly. of a victory tour. The, around ex-
1: oh, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it lines his pockets. It lines the company's pockets. It's good for Mexico. Yeah. It's good for everybody, man. It yeah, really right. is. He's a good story.
0: Um, for Adesanya, it's it's going to be Whitaker, right? It, yeah,
1: yeah, that's... yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I was uh, I was getting lost in the clouds there.
0: Yeah, I mean, Vittori still being forced seems a little silly to me because I like I guess, but I yeah,
1: you know. I think uh, I think they should have Darren Till go in there with Vittori. There's they they yeah. were going back and forth there for a bit problem with darren till is he just he must train so hard man because Mm -hmm. like he's always 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 hurting himself before fights yeah like go you know take a bit off man don't throw a hundred percent on every strike and train like you know learn to go 50 learn to go
0: light just work on technique yeah um you you want to have a bit of a laugh we were talking about like guys not having to go very long between fights uh i i just stumbled across this name yuri prochotska <laughs> yeah
1: know? okay Who's Fucking, fighting?
0: no one he's but this I'm oh, saying yeah, like no, no exactly know, yeah. july 11th yeah. 2020 yeah. may 1st 2021
1: yeah yeah i'm not ready at yeah. yeah. dana and they're like I, I okay do you want do you, you want a, a
0: title fight he's like i'll probably yeah. be ready in a uh, year
1: yeah i'm not ready dana i gotta go train for another year okay all right well uh We'll
0: give you a call in a year. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see where the division is then. So Yan, you y- might you're be. to like tell fit. me Jan is gonna fight in uh, January then, and we're gonna still be pissed off at Nagano at that point, like.
1: No, I know, I know. I just, uh, I get that. I, you know, that's a good added. It's probably better to be humble and think you have a lot more to learn than to think you've reached the apex and nobody can ever teach you anything again. And you don't need to get better. So I I don't want to blast that opinion, but at some point you do have to strike when the iron is hot. And you know, when you get on the mic after a fight, you got to be setting up your next fight. You got to, you can't be saying, "Ah, I'm going to go home to the Czech Republic and train for a year. Dana.
0: Yeah. It, if Yuri doesn't believe he's ready for a fight, then like, let's just believe him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 If you're
0: going to tell Danny, you're not ready. Then I guess, Dana's going to think you're not ready. Here's a question on the Naganu thing. If Lewis or whoever wins the Lewis or gone fight. Hmm. Okay. So we have an interim heavyweight champion. um, And then September 1st, John Jones says, I'm ready to fight and I'll take whatever you're going to pay me. So, who does he fight then? Is he John, does he fight does John
1: John thinks he's either going to be fighting Nagano or Stipe next. But then he says, well, it's whoever has the belt. Right, but so, at that point, if it's, you know. Yeah, if it's gone, if gone has the belt or if Lewis has the belt. But, gone, me, but it's Jones the interim is belt.
0: Nagano's going to say, I'm the real champion.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I I can't get into John's head there, but. I think even an interim title, I think he'll go out in there and fight. That's, the other thing, too, is you got no, to realize
0: that's the long game. That's it.
1: Yeah. And you got to realize, too, man, like with John, has publicly said, Francis can really hurt me. I'm going to need a certain amount of money to go in there and fight him. But I think with a guy like Gone or Lewis or
0: I think, I, Stupac, think he's a I don't lot think John's worth I think he's a lot more comfortable with Gone than he is Lewis because yeah, Lewis I'd could really it. hurt him, too. You he know? could. He could. Um, he could.
1: Yeah. He could. He'd rather fight the foreign Frenchman than the Houston boy. No, trust me. This is,
0: this is the long, this is like we're, we're all getting sucked into a marketing ploy here. That's what's happening. Yeah. One of these guys wins the fight. John Jones fights the winner, beats them for the interim title. Then they do belt versus belt in yeah. like January or something. Yep.
1: Like it could very well
0: be it. that. I bet you that's the long game here. All right. Um. Final UFC note for me. Uh, it's, Barely a UFC note. If you uh, have not been listening to my pleas with you on this show, that if you like wrestling or ever liked wrestling, you should watch AEW. Last night, Vidal and Amanda Nunes sitting ringside in Miami for the AEW show with uh, nice. Tom Hart, the leader of the American Top Team gym or whoever.
1: Uh, okay. American Top... ATT. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the name.
0: Yeah. Um, Dan Lambert, sorry. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, And Dan Lambert walks into the ring and just cuts a promo, talking all kinds of shit about AEW fans and how stupid this all is and screw these guys and all this stuff. And then an AEW wrestler comes out fucking power bombs him off the top rope. I was yes. like, this Dan Lambert guy, good for him. You know you,
1: you know what's funny about that is I have heard on the Rogan podcast before on certain MMA shows that that Dan Lambert guy has cut promos for like his gym before and yeah. that like he's like always been a big pro wrestling guy and that like Yeah, I've I've like just you saying Dan Lambert cutting a promo yeah. that kicked off neurons in my brain being like, I have heard that before. Yeah. So that does not surprise me. If he would be approached by one of those companies to do that. And yeah, that I'm appears sure to be what happened that, yeah. that
0: AW said, Hey, you want to come out and talk some yeah. shit and take a bump? And he was like, yeah, yeah sounds he good. probably
1: said one where Yeah." can yeah. I be an hour early? I mean,
0: show, bringing Masvidal and Nunez is quite yeah. the get I'd say. It though, is. You know? Oh my God.
1: Um, my God. Yes.
0: Yeah. So couple other sports things we'll talk about before uh, we get too far into things. Just quick note for people who listen to us for football next week. We begin division-by-division division previews. Uh, we will start with the AFC South and work our way clockwise yeah. around the league.
1: Our annual preview
0: show. Yeah, I'm really excited. Fourth um, annual. Third annual. Oh, is it? Because okay. we right. started like three weeks into the oh, okay. season. Yeah, 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 you're we right. yeah, you're right. started it. Yep, you're um, other pieces of news that we haven't had a chance to talk about. Um, while I was away doing a bunch of work there, do you have an opinion on the uh Shakari Richardson situation?
1: Yeah, I do. Like, I do, and it, it's a lot. You know, it's not a popular opinion. Okay, because I, you know have had times through my colitis recovery have been required by my gastroenterologist, by my gastroenterologist to use medical marijuana. But having said that she broke the rules. I don't agree that marijuana should be a banned substance. I do believe we're getting to a place where it won't be. I mean, look at the NFL it's passed new legislation saying we don't want guys on, on pills, go the THC route. Um, obviously, people, organizations like major league baseball and the Olympics are going to be two of the dinosaurs that it takes forever to change, but change will come. That will change. But as of now, it's against the rules. So follow the rules. Like I I don't, I don't like Mahomes and all these guys, Steph Curry going on Twitter and saying, let her run. Like she cheated. Like I'm not saying it's going to help her run. It's going to help her compete and I don't want to use the word cheated but she tested positive for a banned substance and like we it, it's not a case by case basis it's not fair to do it that way right so yeah i i think they got it right i it sucks i empathize i sympathize i don't think it's right but it's the rules she broke the rules what do you want yeah how do you feel
0: i i i I got to be honest with you I was just trying to get some content here cuz you have disagreed with me on like things like Josh Gordon before. Um I I feel the same way as you here. I I think yeah, it sucks. Diff-
1: exactly. This is different than Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon his and I you know we he filed for reinstatement this week so I mean we can get into him when they rule on him later in the summer. Josh Gorin has had mental stuff that he's been battling. It's not just him being lazy and going out and smoking weed. I'm not saying that's the case with her. I don't know enough about her.
0: Well, her. It sounds like her mom died, and uh, it was okay. part of a coping mechanism.
1: Okay. Maybe. Now I didn't. That is, to me, right here, that is breaking news to me. That on the spot almost changes my opinion because it can be incredibly effective for people going through incredible grief and depression, um, if used correctly. Uh, but, like, it, it you can't just come after the fact with those sob stories and expect, like, the IOC, an organization as conservative as the IOC, to say, hey, wait, yeah, all right. It's like George Costanza taking the picture with the casket and trying to get the airline. So funny. Re- you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Yeah. That is a picture with you standing beside a casket. Yeah. Fuck, um that's but so funny. Oh my yeah, god you know, like,
0: I forgot about that.
1: And again, that's awful. I feel terrible for I can't imagine, you know. But
2: Yeah.
0: In twenty
1: twenty one, you know, you just can't do it, you know, like maybe three Olympics from now, but not now. I'm I, sorry.
0: I think a thing we also gotta remember is the olympics are an the premier international event yep and so to whatever extent that the western world has grown more comfortable with marijuana yeah exactly and let's be clear that we've only become more comfortable with it yeah Mm -hmm. last 10 years like it's 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 happened very quickly yeah um that, that comfort is not shared by a lot of the world no, still.
1: No, no. See Paul McCartney comment Japan.
0: So, I, yeah, I I agree with you. There are the rules. And and part of what I just think is I'm like, we're talking about the fucking Olympics, man. Like no one who is legitimately trying to go to the Olympics doesn't know the rules about what you can and can't put in your body. Mm-hmm. She, I, I have no doubt in my mind that she knew. Yep. And she, in the moment, took a calculated risk that she wouldn't get caught. And she got caught. So that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of time for the wokeness around yeah. all this.
1: Yeah, the Mahomes and the Curry tweets. Like, uh, yeah, it gets... It's like, what are we doing here? Like, why have rules if certain celebs of a certain color or whatever well, can it, just get on Twitter and say, you know what, we have enough support here that the rules don't matter.
0: And, and it's it's become like, you know, did she check the appropriate? Did she check enough boxes that it becomes a mainstream story? Right. Exactly. And if she this did. was a straight white dude.
1: Named Ross Reb and you,
0: you, you, you the Ross, Ross Rebbiati story. Yeah,
1: yeah, like that does now that was after the fact, so they couldn't put the toothpaste back in the tube there. I'm sure they wouldn't have let him let him compete in the first place if he had tested like she has in this context. Yep, but I can see where some people of a non white color would look to that and say, Hey, you didn't take his medal. What's going on here?
0: Yeah, and and like, I I can fair. see
1: there I can see there being a slight double stand there. Even as I said, you know, one was after com- competition, one was before. Yeah. Um, so- but you're right. You're right. If this was a white male. Um, we wouldn't. It it wouldn't have blown up to the point that we would be using viable, re, you know, podcast real estate to discuss it. Yeah. So anyway. And
0: and but it's it's a g- gay black woman, and so
1: oh, oh my god, I just thought she was a black woman. No, She's no. gay. That's oh, my geez. understanding. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Here so
0: it's you know, it, oh the god. fucking woke police are in yeah. full yeah. full force here. She's got bi- three big check marks. I thought yeah, she yeah. only had two big checks. She's got yeah. three. Oh my. God. So, there um, there there was no way that this was gonna get get past yeah. them. Zero chance. Um, but yeah, rules are rules. Yep. Uh, by the stupid rule, like you and exactly. I, I think Again. you and I both agree on Again. like wildly exactly. stupid rules shouldn't exactly. exist. Yep. yep. Um, does exist. Yep. So, but
1: you know. we you have to look at through the lens of okay. What are the progressive sports? What are the more liberal sports? Yeah. What right. are the more conservative dinosaur sports? <laughs> yeah. And the and Major League Baseball, and the Olympics, and the IOC in general are always going to be at the top of that list.
0: Yeah. Uh credit to the Nevada State Athletic Commission for no longer testing for marijuana for their fights. Yeah. Absolutely, know. I agree. Uh, just, you know, in, in the same breath that we're saying it's a stupid rule, credit to Nevada for getting rid of a stupid rule. Exactly. Uh,
1: yep. And the NFL has started to take True. steps yep. now saying I think
0: baseball's doing the same as well
1: they should be baseball everybody should baseball
0: be. It was never something you could get offended uh suspended for in the majors but the minors it was like a 50 game ban or something it was very yeah. dumb
1: yeah very very yeah very dumb
0: um so at the beginning of the NBA playoffs you and I had a discussion and I essentially said I cannot get interested in the NBA playoffs because in the National Basketball Association, there are four teams that can win, and you mm-hmm. know what the four teams are already, mm-hmm. and there's really no point in watching aside from that. And those four teams, of course, were the Los Angeles Lakers, who were eliminated in the first round, the Los Angeles Clippers, who were eliminated in the second round, the Brooklyn no, Nets. No,
1: the Clippers beat the Jazz. They oh, lost no, they to, lost of uh, the third round. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets... Who were eliminated in the second round, if I remember correctly. Might have been the first, but I think it was the second.
1: No, the Celtics got... Yeah, I think it was the second round. Celtics got through them in the second round.
0: And the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Mm -hmm. who are still in it.
1: Find themselves down one game in the
0: fun. Getting absolutely pushed in by the Phoenix Suns. Uh, That was in game one. It's worth noting, as we're recording uh 4 minutes left in the first quarter bucks up 21-12 so maybe maybe that ends up being true still i have said on many occasions um uh, that the phoenix suns uh how how do you how do i put this kindly uh don't have a chance in hell because chris paul's a choke artist And this is the kind of show where we like to own up to the times that we were wrong. So I was wrong about Lamar Jackson sort of. And I think it's looking like I might be wrong about Chris Paul. He's still got lots of time left to choke and you bet your ass that if he does, I'm going to be on here saying the same shit, but Mm. uh, it, it looks like he might actually come through. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, like I said before, before on air, uh, I think back to his time in Houston, how it ended in Houston and how James Harden was convinced he couldn't win with them and that he had to run him out of town. Of course, before he did the exact same thing to his former teammate, Russell Westbrook. Um, yeah. So I, I just think it's, you know, on the same day that I hear James Harden was hanging out with, uh, with Kanye West at Ferris, uh, Paris fashion week. Uh, Chris Paul's playing in game two of the NBA Finals, cementing his legacy as a first ballot Hall of Fame point guard. Um, so that's you know, that's the first thing I think of. Second thing I think of is uh I'm relieved it's Suns Bucks instead of Suns Atlanta Hawks, because I don't think I could handle a Hawks Suns finals considering both were like picking second and third overall as recent as like two, three years ago. Um so good on those franchises for turnaround so quickly. Um, good on former LeBron James teammate in Miami, James Jones. Uh, second year as the Phoenix Suns GM, and look where he's got them, man. And, you know, DeAndre Ayton, he was a number one pick, but, you know, in some draft classes, he might have been six or seven, yeah. right? Um, Guy that probably would have been better off coming around 20 years ago when you didn't need big men to be so athletic and be able to hit three balls. You know, he's an old school player, Mount Ayton, right? I mean, he's not but between Devin Booker and Crowder and and Bridges and and all these guys, they got uh Payne and Johnson. Uh I like where the Suns are. And yeah, it's it's going to be a good rest of the finals. Um Of course, uh for Milwaukee Milwaukee Bucks coach Jason Kidd being announced as the new Mavericks coach as soon as I saw that the Mavericks and um, what's his name that went back to Indiana their former coach anyway just parted ways um, Rick something anyway I knew yeah Rick Carl yeah he's back in Indiana right he didn't miss a beat Um, of course it sounds like uh, Luka Doncic's people had something to do with that ouster believe it or not uh, yeah, no, I, I knew Jason Kidd was going to get that job. Um, but yeah, that's just me rounding out my NBA thoughts. Um, yeah. I
0: was surprised and, and it, it is a positive sign, uh, for me, I guess that I was sure and, and clearly wrong. So thankful to be wrong, but I was sure that Dallas was lining up to take a run at Masai there. And so the fact that they so quickly, um, you know, got, got someone in there, uh, makes me think that maybe, maybe we keep Masai. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but if you're a Toronto Raptors fan, you gotta be really worried that Masai doesn't make it back at this point. Right.
1: I mean, maybe. Yeah. I think uh, I think we're all putting a little too much stock in what Masai Ujiri contributes on the floor. You know, like yeah, he's been an all right team builder, but I, I, you know, I don't think the next place he goes and be's a GM. I don't think he's gonna really do much. I, I think he got lucky in Denver. He had some talent there, and I think he found himself in a good situation in Toronto.
0: So, okay, I would, I would argue that maybe what you really gotta think about there is like if you go to the casino and you see a guy bet a thousand dollars on, you know, uh thirty three black and then thirty three black comes up and you know, so he gets what would it be, thirty two thousand dollars or whatever. And you're like, shit, man, you are an amazing money manager. Uh, here, take 20 grand of my money and just do what you just did there and get me get me some returns. Here, take 50 grand. You're obviously amazing at this. You'd be a fucking retard, right? <laughs> like, that's that'd be an incredibly stupid thing to do. I don't think Masai is a bad manager, but... He took a wild gamble trading um, DeRozan, which in fairness, I think had to happen. I had been on that for a while. Thankfully, we have this show. If anybody wants to go back and listen, you you know, DeRozan's not a winner, man. Like that guy is soft. Somebody touches him in the playoffs and he's expecting a foul call and that's just not how the playoffs work. So getting rid of DeRozan was the smartest thing that happened. The fact that you got Kawhi and that he more or less single-handedly marched you to a championship. That's cool. But you took a gamble and you won. Does he deserve credit for making the gamble? Sure. But like a lot of shit had to go right for that all to work out. I mean, even if we set aside the Warriors being injured, cause I, you know, a hill I will die on is that even if Durant wasn't injured, I think the Raptors could have competed with that team. The, the way they were playing. Hmm. Um, Keyword competed Yeah Keyword competed Do, Is it a lock that they win? No, but I think they're like 38%, you know But the shot, like You know, I've got a fucking You know, for, you know everyone's listening to us In audio, it's not great for that, but In the background, there's a Picture on my wall of Kawhi Draining a shot uh in, in the famed game seven against Philly.
1: Oh yeah the shot, yeah. yeah. You, you know. The one that bounced on the rim. Bounces like on five, the rim on four time. times. Yeah.
0: Uh five times maybe. It, that's a great moment. But yeah. like kinda lucky. You know? Yeah. Oh, are, incredibly lucky. There Incredible. are there are a lot of very lucky things that happened um that resulted in us winning a championship. And that happens with a lot of people a lot of teams winning championships. Mm-hmm. Health even you know, Kawhi yeah. staying healthy that long was lucky yeah. Yeah. as the Clippers learned this year.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Mileage starting to pile up on him. Um. So I, to a certain extent, I agree with you. I, the fact that Siakam's making max money, I find highly questionable and you didn't even have to give it to him.
1: Well, it's, I want to see what he does this next season. I think with him, we have to address it this time next year, because if he's back to how he was, you know, when LeBron was saying he's a top four or five player in the league, and I actually believe LeBron saying that, if he gets back to that, then we're all right. But I, I, I just, I need to see him. I need to see what he does next season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's if, so many things. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. Some breaking news here. Um, we were talking trilogy fights tonight. Uh, Tyson Fury, who is set to fight Deontay Wilder a day after my birthday oh, on July twenty fourth. Covid story. Right yeah, now. yeah. He just tested positive. Uh, we woke up this morning to news that Covid was uh, ravaging his camp, and it sounds like Fury's uh, he is positive. Yeah, it sounds like he's not been spared. Tyson Fury just tested positive for COVID nineteen. The Wilder July twenty fourth trilogy bout has now been postponed. And breaking news on uh, the McGregor, uh, McGregor-Poirier front. It sounds like at their at their uh, presser tonight. Their yeah, it sounds like McGregor threw a kick that was like inches from Poirier's face. Um, and of course, they had to be separated. Now, whether wow. that was just selling a fight or not, last time it was quite respectful. Um, this time, we almost had a kick to the face. Mm-hmm. Make of that what you may.
0: Well. Wow. I'm immediately going to sports interaction to see if those odds have moved at all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: If the kick would have landed, I think there would have been more of a chance of a line movement there.
0: I I think if the kick didn't land, he didn't want it to land. I okay. think these guys are.
1: Yeah, I mean, agree. Yeah, I think it's they're selling a the fight, and Dana yeah. knew. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to look concerned in the middle of these guys. Yeah. It's not like Jeremy Stevens and. uh, Dracar close with the whiplash and the chest push and the actually I'm here to physically hurt you before right. we've already agreed to go in and settle our business. Like, is there anything worse than I mean, guys have already agreed to a fight? Like they're, they've already yeah, agreed to a time and a place they're well, going to go fight. Yeah. And then the, they still got to be the tough guy. And it's yep. like, look, we, you don't need to convince me. We already have a signed deal in place. You know, like you're yep. set to show if you show up, I will show up. The agreement is there. We're going to go fight. Yep. Or after a fight, when the other guy's saying the other guy's scared, he just went in there and fought you. Yeah. But now he's scared to fight you? <laughs> like what? Anyway. The, there's a lot of that in the fight world that the the more you follow these sports, you tend to realize that prize fighters aren't exactly uh they're not the, the, the best, or, yeah, best. Yeah. Exactly. They're yeah. not they're not exactly Pulitzer or prize winning minds. Um and a lot of it is monkey see, monkey do, right? It's like the money fight era, right? Like uh for like, you know, a year and a half, as soon as a guy got on the mic, oh who do you want next? I want the money fight. Yeah. <laughs> What's that?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the money fight. Um, um feels like easy money here. Sean O'Malley minus nine twenty to win. No one's betting nine hundred and twenty dollars to win a hundred dollars. Especially against a guy no one's ever heard of, because yeah. Just got signed to the company. Well, and you just don't know, too. Well, talk about a hell of an opportunity.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, opportunity is sometimes who raises their hand. This yeah. guy raised his hand, and if he gets his hand raised against O'Malley here, you want to bet good things on the way for him and his family no matter what he does the rest of his yeah. run in the UFC, right? So, uh, it, you know, what do they say in the West Wing? Democracy is those who show up decisions are made by those who show up exactly right so there's something to be said about when they say hey who who wants a chance and you put your hand up and that goes for anything that can be at work that can be at school that can be you know in a sport like football where you're a backup player next man up who wants the opportunity you think you got it you put your hand up you go in there and
0: you capitalize um along the same lines though so no money to be made at minus 920. But Sean O'Malley to win by KO, TKO, or DQ, minus 315. I mean, if he wins, mm-hmm. that's how he wins, right? I don't mm-hmm. think this guy's about to go three rounds with a nobody. No. Well, God.
1: with the way we've talked about the UFC shelter, you know, maybe he'll get exposed. Right? Which I, you've I got even... to wonder to some extent. Yeah, right? yeah. The other thing about O'Malley... Is you know I know he likes dyeing his hair in rainbow colors and he thinks he's this pretty guy that wears you know fur and whatnot. But we've yet to see someone go in there and really punch him in the face a couple times and like you know drag him out to deep waters. And you know like there's some guys in this sport that are fake tough guys, but there's some guys like Tony Ferguson, who are fucking real tough guys. And we've seen it and we've seen it. And Nate Diaz. A lot of people say the reason the Conor won, Conor lost. The first Nate Diaz fight is because Conor thought he'd go out there and eventually knock him down. Right? right. And the reason he won, and the reason he won the second fight is because he went in the second fight knowing, knowing he wasn't
0: going to knock. There's him nothing down. I can do yeah. that is
1: going to drop this guy. So don't throw with 100 percent energy. Let's right. throw 40 punches yeah. at 75 rather than five. Yeah. Have you ever thrown an air punch as hard as you can, and then try to throw five more in 30 you just, seconds? You can't. Yeah. You're you're exhausted. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's crazy. You spend, and I owe this to Joe Rogan, but he's right. You you expend like three times the energy throwing an air bomb than you do connecting. Yeah. So, you know, back to my point, there are real tough guys in this sport. And until I see Sean O'Malley go out there and really grind out a bloodbath victory where he gets hit in his pretty face a couple times, until I see that, I'm going to assume he can't do it. Because he strikes me as the kind of guy that once the going gets tough and he's dragged into deep waters, cardio wise, pain wise, intimidation wise, fear wise. I don't know if this kid's got him, man.
0: You're making me think I want to bet the other guy here. Yeah. yeah that's plus it, 500 like, on like a guy I, named who?
1: Yeah. or I'm just going to wait till the next time they give him a real guy.
0: Yeah. I would you take know? Vera again. Like if there's exactly. reason I would take Vera. In yeah. and Cuz it's and not like he was winning that fight before he broke his leg. No.
1: No, exactly. And I don't know my divisions off by heart yet enough to know who else is just sitting in that division that could yep. really do him some damage. Um I'm on the uh, I'm on the site now, but there's got to be four or five other guys in that division that I would comfortably happily wager my money on to beat him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. So there is a headline: Kucherov takes shot at Montreal fans, but spews truth in epic press conference.
1: Yeah, Kucherov. Um, I knew it was gonna come up at some point. Uh, do you want to start, or do you want me to start? You go ahead. Yeah. I just want to say quickly, um, just much, look, maybe give mu-
0: people context if they have Yeah, a little
1: context, yeah. uh, Kucherov, um, in the post game presser last night after winning his back to back Stanley cup, went out to the press conference, not wearing a shirt, had his hat on backwards, which some people didn't like the optics. And then he got on the mic and, um, stated two things, uh, I forget which order it was in, but the gist of it is that he thought his Russian comrade teammate Vasilevsky deserved the Vezna, not Marc-Andre Fleury. And the next thing he said, which was the most controversial, especially in this part of the world that I find myself in, is he ripped uh, the Montreal fan base, the fans, for celebrating their Game 4 overtime victory like they had won the Stanley Cup. Now, a lot of people around here, even Leafs country, uh, did not like it because they viewed it as how dare that Russian talk about Canada like that, etc. A couple of things that I think need to be said. First two things, I agree with them about Vasilevsky. I thought Vasilevsky should have got the Vesna over Andre Fleury. I think Vasilevsky the best goalie in hockey right now, and that includes Carey Price. Number two, I think he was right about Montreal's fans. I think they did celebrate like they won the cup. But one thing that I think deserves to be said that I didn't mention before we came on the show is quarantine-wise, Florida was never locked down like these fans were in Quebec, man. yeah, You have to think some of that was, I'm just happy to be out here watching it on the big screen, having a beer with my buddies. Woo, you know what I mean? Like, I think... I think that did factor into it. I don't think he quite realizes how much the lockdown and the quarantine had to do with that. Um, But they did celebrate. They did celebrate like they won the Stanley Cup, and we all knew they weren't going to come back in that series and win four straight. So, how do you feel?
0: I mean, he's right. right. Yeah, and it's just not.
1: And the winners get the last word, right? That's the other reason. Like, if you don't like what he said, then go out and beat him next year and say something different.
0: Yeah. Oh, you don't like that shit? Okay. Have you tried winning? Exactly. I think winning. He's at
1: his post-game presser. Yeah. There's a mic in front of him. He has media obligations. They asked him how he felt. Yeah. I have always hated it when you get a Crosby answer of, "Oh, you know, we, no, we grinded hard, we scared it hard, we worked hard uh, the other team worked hard." The and,
0: pucks indeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: The guy spoke his his, his opinion. We yeah. asked for it. He was kind enough and honest enough to give it to us. It ends there for me. I'm happy. It that's his opinion. Now, do I think it it do I think Vlad Putin was already smiling before he said that? Yes. Do I think he was smiling bigger after he said it? Yeah, of course.
0: Right. Yeah. 100%, it, you know, 100% it,
1: it, doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be a Russia versus Canada thing. Yeah. Whether people want to admit it or not, Tampa winning two in a row is now in the dynasty realm. I think Whether you,
0: you got to be having the conversation. At
1: exactly. Point. Exactly. Yeah. In two of the core four of that dynasty, the four being... Stamkos, obviously, Kucherov, Vasilevsky, and uh, Hedman. Yeah. So you got a tweet, a Canadian, and two Russians. People don't like to admit that Kucherov and Vasilevsky are two of the best in the sport and they both have to be Russian.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? I mean, there's a lot of people around here that didn't like when Ovechkin won the cup. I had no problem with it, man. Good for him. What? He works hard. He's passionate.
0: What I think we need to acknowledge is that Tampa Bay won the cup. Yeah, twenty Eight million dollars over the cap. Million. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know
1: they game the system. It was an unorthodox year with COVID. They game the system. Kucherov's ACL injury gave them an opportunity to just skirt that one over. You know, uh, one of the cups at Chicago won. They were five mil over because of Cain's injury. A lot of people don't like to talk about that. Um, Well, we, okay. One other thing was there,
0: Donald Trump. No, nobody likes to talk about it.
1: Well, another, another inconvenient truth for all these people bashing Tampa is after Chicago won five mil over at the next uh, league meeting, I believe Tampa of all teams was the one to say, Hey, maybe we should legislate something. So that doesn't happen again. Right. And I'm pretty sure, according to what I've read, they had no other league support on that. Yeah. So they well, obviously which said, is, okay, yeah, if you
0: can't beat them, Jordan. Exactly. Him. Yeah.
1: They said, okay, we'll see yeah. your five mil. Yeah. We'll raise you 18 and we'll be defending a cup while we're doing it. Yeah. Right. So, like I said to Dougie Hamilton, who was sour when they lost to Tampa, go tell your GM to be better, go get better.
0: Yep. Yeah. Right. And, and as I said to you earlier, that the toronto maple leaf should be you know how do is there a team more profitable in this league than the toronto maple leafs um and i i think you could certainly uh find ways to fucking game the system as well and if kyle dubas is supposed to be this fucking kid genius then Mm -hmm. let's see some of it please because so far i haven't exactly
1: and some other final thoughts, just to tie it back to the Sprinter Richardson. I agree in following the rules. Yep. We we put the rules down on paper for a reason, and we refer back to them. Tampa Bay followed the rules. She broke the rules. Yep. I can understand how some people will say, "Hey, this guy's inconsistent." No, 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 no. I'm for the rules. I'm for I'm for not. There's a saying, you know, let's agree to the rules we make up on the spot. I'm not for that, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm for we have some precedence in, on paper, and it's going to be fair. And we're going to go back to it. And we're, and we're going to, you know, if it doesn't work, we'll fix it. The other thing I wanted to say is, and I, I'm really excited for the Seattle expansion draft. You know, this is probably flying under a lot of people's radar. I'm actually quite excited for it. I mean, you know, I thought the Vegas one was real cool.
0: Honestly, think it's the best thing that the league's done, as far like it is. changing the expansion so that your expansion teams aren't immediately shit. Is
1: and also too geographically, you know, I was calling for Seattle to have a franchise for the majority of my fan base life. You know, I just thought naturally geographically they'd have a perfect rivalry with Vancouver, with Calgary, with Edmonton. You know what I mean? So yeah, how Seattle went this long without having a, a hockey team is is beyond me.
0: Absolutely. Um, Okay, anything I'm missing here? There
1: was another good NHL point that I wanted to get off my chest, but I I just got so in the weeds with the uh, Canada-Russia thing. I know, I'm trying to... Gear size. This, This wasn't it, but this is one that came up. There was a picture circulating around online of Carey Price and Vasilevsky shaking hands and how they are both exactly the same height, exactly the same weight, and Vasilevsky's... Looks looks about
0: six inches taller
1: in the picture. Wait, And the the gear he's wearing, he looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Right. Now, I don't want to bring Gar Snow's shoulder pad era of gear into this. Yep. But it comes back to following the rules. Obviously, Vasilevsky's gear came in a shade under the requirement, the cutoff. Yeah. And obviously, Carey Price is more comfortable wearing slightly smaller gear. Well obviously Carey Price had the opportunity to wear thicker, bigger gear, and he chose not to. Vaskolevsky, on the other hand, had the option and he went for. Yeah. So what are we what are we getting sour about here?
0: Well, and isn't that part of uh the equation is that for some goaltenders, what they're really looking for is Um, mobility, right? They don't want to be bigger necessarily. They want to be more agile. Exactly. Um, Which I think is a lot of prices game, frankly. Yeah. I don't say that as a shot. The guy's arguably the greatest goaltender on the planet. Yeah. But with that said, like the NHL has long had an issue with goaltender equipment sizes.
1: Oh my God. It's yeah. It's, it's as long as the test of time. Yeah, it, and it always. I don't will want. Be. I, I don't always going to push. But
0: I don't want to see Ken Dryden out there, right? Like I. No. Like, I no. Get it. These We got to
1: protect these guys, man. Yeah. You didn't have Shea Weber in the Ken Dryden era. Yeah. You know, hundred mile an hour slap shot to the throat.
0: A hundred percent. So, like, like no debate for me there. You want to protect these guys? We want to be careful. I I get it. Um. However, you know. I think we want to really start being a little more aggressive about how we're handling that because it feels to me like goaltending. Well, let me put it this way. When we talk about positioning and goaltending uh, and they talk about making yourself big, you know, a lot of that is like the guys are starting out big, you know, with their pads and shit. So yeah, yeah, bigger,
1: goalies are naturally a lot bigger. Back when I was growing up, man, you never had a six-foot goalie. Yeah. Now the majority of them are 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, um, I have a couple of other NHL things get on my chest here. Yeah, um, sure. The way my memory works, it's all coming back here. Uh, okay, so two more things um, and in no particular order. Uh, Steve Iserman. Now, I didn't watch every second of the finals coverage. So I don't know how much CBC or NBC was talking about Steve Eiserman. I don't know how many times Eiserman's name came up on this Tampa run. But from what I've heard, Steve Eiserman's name hasn't been mentioned enough. Because we all know, even though he's in Detroit now, where he obviously always wanted to be. Yeah. He built that team. Yep. He you know, that team like, and then
0: left and was like, all right, well, this, this team's going to win a couple Stanley Cups. I'll see exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. So that's now two rings that this owner, that these players have on their hands, yeah. other than Savard there who got his first last night. But I, I just, I'm not sure Eisenman's getting enough credit. Yeah. Now there might be some people, like I said, who watched every second of every pregame and postgame coverage and every second of the games who felt like Eisenman's name got mentioned more than enough to those people. I apologize if that was the case, I apologize, but I better hope that Ozman's name was being mentioned a lot because I feel like it probably wasn't and It probably deserved to have been. That's my Ozman take on to the Vasilevsky Vesna thing. I had some pushback in one of my fantasy group chats about, how when the Red Wings were rattling off cups in the 90s, and you can tie this back to Eisenman, because, of course, he was captaining those teams. But what they said was that Mike Vernon and Chris Osgood weren't winning business. Yeah. So the, their argument was that Vasilevsky has elite people in front of him who are, you know, he's on cup-winning teams, and he doesn't... I, to to compare Andre Vasilevsky's talent in net to Mike Vernon and Chris Osgood, no offense to those guys, man, but we're we're in different worlds here, man. Vasilevsky, like, have you watched this guy play hockey, man? This guy is a Vezina goalie. Yeah. Now he happens to have been drafted, something that wasn't his choice, to a team that went on to win a couple cups. But I'm telling you, man, to compare Mike Vernon to Chris Osgood... Who were fine goalies on championship-winning teams, but you look at what Mike Vernon did in Calgary. You, <laughs> you look at what Chris Osgood did before the Red Wings with the Red Wings. Yeah, come on, man. Like, let's not get too reckless here, okay? I just don't think there's a comparison there to be made. Now, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I think Vasilevsky's the real deal. I think he did deserve the Vesna. I don't hold it against him for being drafted to a team against his will that went on to win cups, right? Yeah,
0: and I just don't lose any sleep over who fucking wins the Vesna either. No, I, I know, get that. Like, I get that. Yeah, in my
1: family, it's a big deal. Yeah, like growing up, the Vesna was always a big thing. Um, but I, I completely understand how for some people the Vesna does not move the needle whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think comparing Vasilevsky to Osgood and Vernon is... is I mean, we're getting very,
0: very reckless here if that's the case. Yeah. Um, Anything on baseball? We're, like, kind of early yeah. July. It's about the time where we're starting to see some things.
1: Shohei Otani. Holy um, shit, eh? Last night, passed Hideki Matsui by hitting his 32nd home run to become the the he's hit the most home runs by any Japanese player. And we're not even at the all-star break.
0: And by the way, there's been a and lot of good Japanese players. Exa- exactly. Sure, exactly.
1: Know? Exactly. Like that, that's that, that nation has a very proud history. Yeah. In this continent, in this sport. Um, And then it's coming to light in one, in one group chat that we're both in uh, a guy posted an ESPN uh, meme blurb thing here that, that claims, and I can't believe this is this is true, but it claims that Otani has yet to take batting practice all year.
0: That's so funny.
1: Yeah, That's Angels so funny. hitting coach Jeremy Reed says Shohei Otani has not taken any batting practice the whole year. Otani leads Major League Baseball in home runs with 32, above a guy in Vlad Guerrero Jr., who most years would be a shoe in for the MVP. Well, yeah. when you factor in that Otani is going out every what fifth day in pitching, now I know the Yankees did rough him up there in the Bronx a couple of weeks ago, sure. but I'll tell you, man, Otani mania was alive in the Bronx. Like it yeah. was like yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was like Madonna was in town in the nineties, man. Yeah, um, you want to see a fan base? I can only imagine back home in Japan what it must be like. Oh my God. I mean, this guy must just be Lady Gaga meets... Well... I mean, you know, would, Lady Gaga meets Joe Rogan popularity, right? I would right? dollars
0: to donuts that Major League Baseball is going to have a Japanese game at the end of the preseason next yep. year. That, NFL London stuff. Ex- yeah, that'll be... Tokyo. Sho- Shohei Otani will have his last preseason start um, and they'll jam 50,000 people into the biggest building they can find.
1: Probably a former Olympic venue, yeah, probably. or or maybe one of you know the the pro stadiums over there. I'm not. I know they're not short on them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just uh, you know, the only thing that was holding this guy back was injury the past couple of years, right? The yeah. arm trouble. I still do believe his his future is is a full time bat. I I think at some point, whether it's another Tommy John or another shoulder surgery, they're gonna say, hey, look, man, the way you're hitting the I baseball, mean,
0: watching him pitch is fucking nutty no, too. It though. is. It is. He's, you know, he, he's
1: he's a bona fide star doing both. Yeah. And there's a lot of Babe Ruth comparisons. The reason they're not fair is when Babe Ruth played for the Red Sox, he was primarily a pitcher. When he played for the Yankees, he was primarily a hitter. He was never he, doing Babe, both. No, exactly. Herman Ruth, the big Bambima, the Big Bambino, the Sultan of SWAT never did what Otani's doing right now. Yeah. And excuse my sandlot references. Though i couldn't help myself
0: um this is an admittedly very stupid question there is an old phrase in baseball that everyone wins 50 games everyone Mm -hmm. loses 50 games
1: that's a west wing
0: quote and we're just trying to figure out what we're doing with the other 62
1: That's a Toby Ziegler West Wing quote, and we've had three West Wing quotes. Tonight, I think
0: so I, I, I think mention. I think it's an old, I think it is an old baseball phrase though. I've heard it in than of Toby. It is, of course, of yeah. course. But okay, to tie it in the west Wing. Will the Orioles or the Diamondbacks not win fifty games?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you, man. If if Arizona is in, honestly, to a lesser extent, Baltimore, if they're going to play all road games, that would certainly be the case. Uh, of course, Arizona broke that what was it, 32 straight there last week or whatever it was. Baltimore, I think, behind them at 18 or whatever it was. Yeah. I'll tell you, Baltimore's got an outfielder named Cedric Mullins, who I have on my fantasy team right now, who is looking pretty five-tool, and he's looking pretty good. Uh, Baltimore's got a couple players, Mount Castle. He's hitting the ball well. Uh, yeah, Baltimore in a couple of years could be something, but, of course, in the AL East, they're probably not going to be. Um, if they were like the Jays, you know, during the Vernon Wells years, if they just played in another division, they probably would have done quite well, but they play in the AL East. Um, to answer your question, yeah, that's a possibility, man. And the worst part about it is if you look at the Diamondbacks on paper, they've got some talent, man. They've got some arms. They've got some bats. I don't know how that that Tolavulu or Tolavalu guy still has a managing job there. I mean, some of his post-game quotes during that losing streak were, I mean, Oh my god, man! I, I just, I wanted to get out the violin, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was just cry yourself to sleep type material. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, two terrible teams. Uh, that is certainly in play. I don't know their current records, but yeah.
0: Okay, how about this? Are the Red Sox contenders or pretenders?
1: It's a good question, man. That coming in, coming into question. this
0: year, no one took them seriously at all. No, nope,
1: no. Nope. 54 and 34. A lot of people thought they were going to have the worst rotation in the majors. They're looking to get former Cy Young winner back, Chris Sale. Um, they're looking to get him back, I think, in early August, which is scarily not that far away anymore. Um, Yeah, 54 and 34, first place. Hard to believe the Yankees are in fourth place, nail east right now. Oh god. Uh,
0: how much do you chalk that up to the crackdown on sticky situations?
1: Well, it's a vet gear call. Clearly, uh, I that think contract
0: were... looks real scary. If
1: if this is the new normal, yeah, yeah. No. Um. I think it was affecting Trevor Bauer before the uh, allegations have come to light and have taken him out of baseball yeah. for the uh, pretty immediate interim indefinite I just, future.
0: I back to like conspiracy theory nonsense. Like mm. you just gotta wonder. Like the, the guys, s- the guy the- signed for three hundred million dollars. The rules changed so that he's fucking useless, and all of a sudden accusations appear out of thin air. Yeah. Well, which does not. I, I think similar, useless. I think useless is a strong word because. Sorry, he still useless was, is wrong.
1: Yeah, but, like he still was like a, a top ten pitcher. He just wasn't the number one guy in the sport. Uh, I
0: I, I would argue that if you let this play out for a while, where yeah. he didn't get to use any sticky stuff, he wouldn't be. He might be average or above average, but he wasn't. going to be end of the day, top thirty. Yeah. At the end of the day,
1: offense is up. Spin rates are down across the league.
0: Yeah,
1: and. You know what, even to tie back to the goalie gear thing we were talking about, the way we see the rule changes in the NFL to always favor the offense and chicks dig the long ball and we want scoring up, the goalie gear situation is gonna get figured out on its own. Once scoring gets as you know, starts to bottom out, they'll yeah. they'll quickly either make the net bigger or the gear smaller. Because all these sports, if one thing holds true, is, is you know they they want high scoring games.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: I you know, as far as the Bauer thing goes, like we're in a new, strange, real, weird world where, like, when people ask for rough sex and you have like digital evidence that they've asked for rough sex, but then they get too rough, uh, like,
0: where do we go from there? Okay, right, I, like I. I I mean, I don't want to ask, but I have to ask. I have no idea what you're talking about. The Bauer thing is this, so Bauer I thing. don't know this story. Like, I'll, okay, so all he, I know he is he that he gave her a been... concussion. He he okay. gave her a concussion, but
1: it's kind of looking like she was asking for it, and I I don't know. Like that's well, that's oh. like the third rail for me to get on, but like when a girl is sending you text saying like "rough me up," I want it rough, but then it gets too rough. I don't know. Like, I mean.
0: Yeah, but that's He's the blame. Don't get me wrong, he's the blame, but I don't know, like I just think those are different things, man, you know? Yeah. As uh as, as a person who has on occasion had a woman tell him things like that, I have never had an issue where you are not so physical that you give a person a concussion, but yeah. still physical enough that they enjoy what's happening, right? Yeah. I... Like I, I think the implication is don't fucking concuss me as part of this process. Absolutely right, but I you know because that's, no, that's I can see both can see both sides. That's a that's a real that gets to be a real sketchy thing. Like you know, if they adjudicated that the the way that you just I, I'm not saying you you were a proponent of, but like if 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 the adjudication of that situation uh was the standard. Basically any time a woman said I want rough sex would be like a green light for a dude to get yeah. wildly yeah. abusive.
1: I get it. I get it. I get it. I just I don't know man. I again he's in the wrong it obviously went way too far. Yeah. But I there are I don't know. In some way there are two sides to it.
0: No no I I I don't know so much that i would say two sides as nuance right that we Hmm. because it is not as black and white as just saying yeah he sexually assaulted a person
1: yeah and if he worked at subway like would if he didn't have that 300 million dollar contract with the dodgers would the rough sex had been as rough perceived post event you know what i mean like i I just feel like there's some other I, stuff I, at play I mean I, yeah,
0: I'm willing to give the person the benefit of the doubt that it would have been Um, I, I think part of the fact is like yeah he's a pitcher on the Dodgers which means he's in like peak physical condition so the damage he can do is probably much yeah. worse than a person who works at Subway
1: yeah and but why not like shouldn't like my natural thought was oh this happened last week or two weeks ago or three weeks it was like eight months ago like what? Why wasn't it reported three months ago? Well, and that's, why wasn't, that's
0: where I say, like, it. It looks, an, it looks a little bit like a. Um, yeah, like a Deshaun it looks to Watson me, situation, you know.
1: What that? There's that like be more no, coming out of the woodwork? No, or? no,
0: no. That like the hush player. Hush the player did something wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Things happen that uh, devalues the player, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, things come out of the woodwork
1: okay yep yep yeah that timing is fishy but to me without other that other stuff it looks like to me like it's like months went by and more and more will people people were telling her do you know what that guy's worth like like you know like right. she had some time to sit around and think about it like i don't know that to me when i when i hear it happened eight months ago that's so kind of where I so that thinking.
0: that's plausible, but it's also plausible that she never actually mentioned any names or any shit like that. And yeah. Just true. told people what happened and they were like, hey, wait, that's actually still really fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, it's yeah, true. It, it doesn't necessarily need to be extortion. It could have just been that like her friends and family were like, no, no, no. This story's actually really yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, you you know, you
1: can be a victim of a crime. And not think you're a victim of a crime at the time. It happens and all time, the time go by. Yeah, yeah. no, I. And so like, you know, that's why I think these things should be talked about out loud, right? Because yeah. Just hearing that, I'm, I'm honestly already thinking, yeah, you're right. Maybe there is a reason. But I just, I don't know, man.
0: It doesn't. No, like, it is. Um. It, it you. I am not going to ever be in the camp that says. Uh, believe everything on first inspection, right? Mm-hmm. You you cannot, there is no group of people, men, women, black people, white people, uh, gay, straight, trans, cis, whatever, you know, there is no group of people that are so far above the fray that everything they say we can take as truth on face value. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think you can make an attempt to offer everyone goodwill and the benefit of the doubt. And in a situation like this, what, you, what I try to do at least is offer the benefit of the doubt to both parties, right? Uh, the woman says, hey, I said I was into rough sex but he like beat the shit out of me and gave me a concussion. And presumably Trevor Bauer is saying, she said she was in rough sex. I was just trying to have rough sex. Mm. And then trying not to under deliver. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I didn't want to like, didn't, didn't want to come up short. um. Because like, let's
1: not beat around the bush here. Like we all know with these types of women, if he were to under deliver, you know what I mean? Like it would be seen as like, Oh, like, you know, he didn't have it in him, or he I, wasn't good enough. You know I, what I mean? I like,
0: guess, but dude, like, the guy's a major league pitcher on the Dodgers worth $250 million. Like, if he under delivers for a woman, the next one's 10 seconds away. I get it, I get it. It's I not like see. you or me, you know? <laughs> Whereas, like, I just, you know, this 10 it, 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 is saying she wants yeah. it, so I got to fucking really going to work hard on this, right? Um, I just...
1: I worry we're getting to a place where this could happen to any of us at any second. No, like, I'm not saying all of us would have it in us to go that and go, you know what I mean? But like, I no, feel no, no. And I, I, more I, and more girls are asking for that and there's going to be more and more of this I, so and we I might as well get it all in the open now.
0: I I think the concern that's legitimate is, you know, the, the concept of uh quote unquote believe all women which was a thing that we were doing for a little bit and i think we have backed off of a sit-
1: well as bill maher said and i thought he was very correct uh you know believe most but when it's a guy like andrew cuomo i think uh we can all agree that uh the the smoke to the fire there was legit with andrew cuomo
0: yeah and and i think and i think that's kind of the is like in cases where the person has nothing to gain from it, I think it makes a lot of sense to be uh, supportive and, and just kind of believing them on first blush in, in most cases. But if we create a culture where a person can just ruin someone else's life Mm -hmm. um, by saying something happened that is of course that's going to get abused of course there will be some people a very very important to point out a very small minority right I am not in the all women are psycho bitches camp and if you let them do this they'll just fucking go out there ruining all our lives like that's not true it's all case by case but there's but there's going to be a handful and as you grow with money and power you are more likely to be a target for those handful um
1: so someone once family said uh all money does is attract a higher class of scumbag."
0: that's that's probably a good phrase so yeah do i worry about something like this ever happening to me no because i'm a guy who hosts a podcast with my buddy nick and you know has has a middle management job and you know just out there trying to make a good living and, and loving my mm. wife and all that good stuff yeah but if a guy's a like major league baseball player and worth three hundred million dollars and And
1: all was good until he started ghosting you, you know what I mean? Like I... maybe no, no, no. maybe that...
0: So so like I don't think it is beyond the pale to ask the question. I really don't. But going back to my point before, if we try to treat both positions with with goodwill. Um, there was a concept called like, you, you, you know how people talk about like straw manning an argument like, oh, you're just building yep. their straw man to argue yep. against even though it's red fallacies. herrings Yeah, and, exactly. Yep, fallacies. The uh the opposite is steel manning an argument. So I'm actually going to try to boost your argument as best I can and argue with that because I, you know, I am so in belief of my position that I will try to take the best version of your argument and, and argue against that. So if you try to steel man, both sides of this, it, it, it's, it's pro there's no, like, it, I think it comes out a little more on the girl's side, but it's not like a clear cut thing. And society doesn't have a lot of room for nuance right now. You know, yes. it's a lot of, you are a good guy or you're a bad guy. You're a yep. racist or you're not. You're a sexist Mm-mm. or you're not. You're, you're a rapist run. or you're not. So left or right. Yeah, so you know, when I when I look at it all, do I think it is more likely that the woman experienced harm um that was unnecessary? I I think that's more likely. Do I think it is impossible that she is a jealous ex-girlfriend who is trying to get a paycheck? No. Of course, I don't think that's impossible. Like that's an entirely plausible scenario. I just don't know that it's and the both most could be likely one. And it could, and both could yeah. be correct. Yeah,
1: yeah. That, I mean, the the first scan did show, I think, like a hairline fracture in her skull. I mean, you don't just get those. That's right? not like,
0: that's not rough sex. Yeah, you not. know. And, like, and also,
1: too, I think his his statement through his lore spoke volumes because it what there was no denial. Like it was just that it was consensual. Like. We're not denying that he concussed you. We're not denying that those black eyes are a result of him, but you did ask him to punch you in the face. Yeah. So, like at, at some point, if you're asking someone to punch him in the face and you get punched in the face, like, you know what I mean?
0: I sure, but like, I think if you're having sex, you're not asking to be, you know, you're not asking him to punch you in the face.
1: It sounds like it got that
0: detailed. No, I hear... No, no, no. Sorry, not saying... You didn't let me finish. You're not yeah. asking him to punch you in the face with the intent that, like, a professional yeah. athlete will yeah. punch yeah, you exactly. in the face with the full Feel force I of I his professional pitcher arm. I get it. You know? But also, maybe that should have been made more specific. You know what that, I mean? I, I mean... Sure, and that's the kind of stuff they will argue about in court. But I think when no. it's just you and me shooting the shit on a Thursday night, yeah, no, I get you should expect more out of Trevor Bauer in that. Yeah, you no, know,
1: exactly. Bauer's in the wrong. Yeah, like yeah. nobody. No, no, should and you've said that a lot. And I, yeah, Bauer's yeah. in the wrong. Bauer's in the wrong. You don't like men are much more physically powerful than women. We have bigger, denser, heavier bones. We do more damage. Like I was raised never to lay a finger on a woman, not even to contemplate. You know, even if she hit you with a, a closed fist, you know, nothing. So don't get me wrong. Trevor Bauer is in the wrong. I'm just scared as a guy who's on Bumble, as a guy who's on Tinder, as a single male in 2021, I am scared that that could be me or someone similar to me in a similar situation where, and again, I would never put myself in a situation where a woman is ever going to be, have to go get treated at an ER after an encounter with me, right? Well, like, and I th- so, and
0: I think that's the difference, right? Yeah, is that, that like, is the difference. That if a you're difference. if you're not that person, then you shouldn't have anything to be scared.
1: No, of. no, no, no. I again, but I. What worries me is, a, was it all good until he stopped replying to her messages, until the ghosting started, and then she said, "Oh, well, suddenly," I think you know. What I mean, like, that's my first question, and B, you know, like. The reason I felt it was important and the reason like once Bauer and the spin rates got brought up and he's on my fantasy team, I'm in first place. I need him pitching down the stretch. The reason I wanted to bring it up is because like I said, man, where we are with text messages, where we are with, as Bill Maher says, Pornhub. I mean, it's getting very rapey. It's getting very insensual. Like stepbrother, stepmom. Like There are certain fetishes that are taking off. It sounds like a lot more women are interested in rougher sex than they were 15, 20 years ago. Whether people want to admit that, like to hear it, I feel like it's the truth. I feel I, like this, I feel, just finish here, I feel like this is, we're going to see a lot more of this with pro athletes over the next 5, 10 years.
0: Yeah, I, I think the world is less repressed than it was 60 years ago. Exactly. I think these were the kind of things that, inhibitions
1: Uh, that were kept yeah bottled up yeah we're in a more free liberal society right yeah we thought we thought the 60s were free like we
0: fucking have pushed it much further.
1: to quote lady gaga we were born this way right yeah
0: um yeah i i think it's fine like i i I think in most cases it's going to be fine Hmm. um I I think if you fucking concuss girls in sex, it's probably yeah, not going to be no, fine. Is,
1: no, no, it's not. And if yeah, if you're a public figure, it's not going to. It's not going to be good for anybody. It's not going to be good for the sport. It's not going to be good for the team. In fact, yeah. he knew he was a distraction, and he told Dave Roberts like, "You might want to contact Major League Baseball and get my leave extended." Yeah, because having me just in the clubhouse right now is not good for anyone. And,
0: and it does sound like that uh the the league and the players association are probably going to find a way to keep him out forever in a day yeah. um i would i wouldn't be shocked if this was one of those situations where he doesn't play again this year and uh, you never you know you let him go away in the off season when he comes back at the next season he makes a statement and never actually takes any questions about it and, and just refuses to address it
1: yeah, kind of like a Michael Vick dog thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um,
1: for the sake of, and this is the most trite thing I've ever insensitive thing I've ever said, but for the sake of my fantasy team, I hope he pitches again this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, no, <laughs> like, like guys, I, I mean,
1: like, am I a bad guy for wanting? No, pads? I don't think
0: so. I th- oh.
1: Not on this. He show. was my. He was that's the sweet. first pitcher I took in the draft. Like you know, reigning Cy Young winner. Dude. I need him.
0: Let's be real fucking clear that this is a show where, if, uh, you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, and mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers gets suspended because he kills a guy, yeah. we're gonna lament Aaron Rodgers not being available yeah. on our fantasy team. Yeah. You know, like that's that's as gonna much be part as, of what yeah, we do here.
1: As much as a lot of people don't want to admit, O.J. Ju Simpson was a hell of a running back. Uh,
0: one of the greatest. Mm. Um. All right. Anything we've missed? That we <laughs> no, should I have, have talked about. I'm sure there's lots. But well, I
1: I certainly think we're good NHL wise yeah, until yeah, next year. Sure. Um, I'm sure that actually there'll be some offseason scuttle. But I know Tarasenko has uh demanded out in St. Louis, and I was already hearing rumors that they were ready to move on. I've heard rumors of a uh kachuk deal with calgary i know uh matthew kachuk's not happy in calgary we'll see if that takes place um so yeah stay tuned on that one i love off-season rumors and where's this guy gonna play so yeah okay so
0: here's a couple things just going back through our chats over the last couple weeks so if you were unclear on the dallas cowboys being a fucking joke oh yeah hard knocks announces Mm that after appearing in 2002 and 2008, the Dallas Cowboys yeah. will become the first team featured a third time on Hard yeah. Knocks. Hard Knocks, rather. Um, Over the
1: years, 02 and 08? Yeah. Yeah, 02 was Parcells. I think that was season one. I'm sure, yeah. And then uh, 08. Like, when I read that the last time was 08, that's when I was like, okay, you know what? I have no problem with it. I, th- I figured the last one was like 2018 or something. But...
0: here's Here's my thing. If you're Mike McCarthy... Like, leading in the odds for first coach fired, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put the nail in his coffin, huh? Um, the last coach who was leading in the odds for first coach fired to be on hard knocks. know, Take a guess. Adam Gase? Nope. Nope. Would have been two or three jo- years ago.
1: Joe Philbin when he was the Dolphins
0: coach? I think Hugh Jackson. Okay, yeah. Would have been... 'Cause yep. he they, they went 0-16 and, and then did hard knocks next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he somehow still had a job. In hindsight, like
1: There's enough pressure is, as an NFL head coach well, on a normal Sunday.
0: Just going back to that Cleveland thing, is it one of the wildest things that Hugh Jackson came in and went like what was it, two and thirty-four? and got, like, got to play the third year. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? Um, And then afterwards, came out and was like, I got screwed. Like, what? Yeah, no, no, you didn't. You (laughs) You never should have been back for that third year.
1: If you, yeah, Hugh, if you were white, you wouldn't have been brought back. There's no way, yeah. No, like, I, we can talk about, like, that's reverse racism to me. Mm -hmm. And I know people don't want to hear it, but sometimes... It's a disadvantage to be a white guy, believe it or not. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So that was all. That was all very wild. Uh. Just yeah, absolutely wild. Um. It, so if you're Mike McCarthy, like, yeah, what the fuck I are mean, you thinking? You think you're gonna look good? You
1: well, I don't think he had anything to do with it. Well, I don't, know, sure I don't he think he did it. I mean, I'm sure he did it. No, exactly. Right. So, I, in fact, I, to just to on your point, I, I, I think he agrees with you. <laughs> I think yeah. this is not something he wanted whatsoever.
0: Yeah. So,
1: and I don't think it's going to do him any favors. I don't think it's at the end of the day. I mean, and we'll save it for when we do our NFC East preview show, but it's going to be down to Dak's ankle. It's gonna be down to Dak's health because if Dak comes out in balls like he did last to start last season, and you got C.D. Lamb in year two, and I hate to say it, but Zeke, we've been getting rave reviews out of Zeke lately. I don't know if he's cut a couple pounds, but they say his feet are back. Because we were the first ones to to call for his his you know putting out to pasture this year. We we yeah. said he was done and COVID. It sounds like any ill effects left over from the COVID recovery are gone. It sounds like his feet are fast as they've now, of course we've heard this many a times before, right? Like, you know, I'm training smarter, not harder. I've never looked better. I've never been quicker, all this stuff. And then they've got nothing left, but it sounds like we're going to get more closer to the Zeke of old this year. Now I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. They still have concerns on a once dominant O-line with age and injury. But I I think it's going to come down to Dak. We'll see.
0: I get the Dak position. I I just wonder, does it even matter with that defense? Have they well, they, uh, done they enough? drafted
1: the kid uh, at a TCU, was it? They uh, can't Mike, draft uh, one guy to try to defense State. usually. Yeah, yeah, Micah Parsons out of Penn State. He takes Sean Lee's spot. They've still got a... I mean, still if got you're, you're going to have
0: one guy do something, then it's going to be a middle linebacker. But still, like, yeah. no, I mean, they, they have they enough a, issues, you know.
1: Yep. They uh they need Demarcus Lawrence to earn his paycheck. First and foremost. Yeah. Getting paid is what? Like a top five rusher. And what do you have? Like two sacks last year. Yeah. So first and foremost, they got to get Demarcus Lawrence back going or they got to cut them and use that money elsewhere. Um, and they've got issues in the defensive secondary, but I think they'll be all right. I I don't think they're the best defense. I don't, but I don't think they're the worst. I I think Mike Nolan had a lot to do with it last year. And I think getting rid of Mike Nolan is going to hurt. is going to help them. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys D is going to be all right. I think the Cowboys are going to be all right.
0: Okay. Well, we'll talk about it in eight weeks. Um, I talk about the Rachel Nichols thing for one second, because I yeah, go I, for I it. just have you one take, take on. on it, really. Yeah, no, so, you take the lead on it. Uh, and anyone who hasn't been keeping up, Rachel Nichols, there there was a video camera set up in the NBA bubble in the end of the last season, um, but it was set up in her hotel room so that she could do uh, her hits on the jump or you know whatever other shows she was doing during the day, um, and she left that camera on. And was caught on a phone call with one of the guys from LeBron's team um, basically saying, uh, hey, uh, Maria, they're, they're putting Maria on the main show. And I get that they have a problem with diversity, but don't take away my thing. And I've been through all this before. And, you know, with the woman stuff and the, the guy from LeBron's camp says something like, I got to tell you, between Me Too and Black Lives Matter, I'm just tired. And they both go, ha, 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 ha. And so I guess there was a video of this on uh, ESPN Headspin, servers yeah. because she, you know, didn't turn the camera off in her room. Yeah. So mm. just real quickly here, anybody on the privacy front, fuck off. She could turn the camera off. Like mm. that.
1: Self-inflicted.
0: 100% self-inflicted here. It's like that. that No one has been saying about the MP on the Zoom calls who showed his dick twice like, yeah. oh, there's real privacy concerns here. It's like, yeah. no, he just shouldn't have shown his dick. He knows how to turn yeah. his camera off, like, figure yeah. it out, right?
1: Shout out to Jeffrey Tubin of yes, CNN. Fame. as well,
0: who masturbated, which is yeah. way worse.
1: No, exactly. Um, Disgusting.
0: Really gross. On a work call, like, I actually couldn't yeah. even imagine, like, being yes, on a work no. call and being like, now's a good time to rub one out. No. Uh, or
1: just disable your camera. Like, it's not hard. Yeah.
0: Um. So somebody in ESPN takes a cell phone video of this and sends it around uh, and people are pissed. Um, And not just low-level people, but like Jalen Rose was pissed. Adrian Wozanowski was pissed. Uh, Woj was quoted as saying to an ESPN executive at some point that she is, quote, not a team player, end quote. Um, Again, this is all stuff that happened in the bubble last year. And and it had been a year, and everybody kind of thought it was over. But a New York Times article came out over the weekend that really detailed the whole fucking thing. And since then, she has been removed from halftime oh. and pregame coverage. Okay, um, I didn't
1: know. Uh, I didn't know she'd been taken off air at all.
0: She's still on her three o'clock show or whatever, but she's oh, not yeah, do jo- it. Yeah, she, well, no choice there. Yeah, but she got taken off the sideline reporting okay. and replaced with a black woman. Okay. Um. And so, I, I'm of two minds because on the one hand, I think she probably has a fair point of like, hey, the network clearly has a problem with diversity and them trying to fix it shouldn't come at my expense. I worked hard for this job. Why should I lose it? Just because I'm not a diverse person. Um, and then on the other hand, I think, Hey, Rachel Nichols, I would like to introduce you to Michelle Beadle, who you pushed out of her job. And when you talk about having been on the end of this with the woman thing, you pushed a woman out of her hosting gig on ESPN because you wanted it. So what goes around comes around, I think is the phrase that's appropriate here. Um, if you are unhappy that there are people leveraging their leverage. That's fine. But you did the same thing like three years ago. Beetle had three or four years left on her deal and they had to pay her out because you said you weren't going to stick around unless you got her job. So, you know, I, be as offended as you want. NBA tw- NBA uh, Reddit is all on Rachel Nichols' side and that's cool, I guess. Michelle Beetle posted to Instagram uh how was your weekend with everyone laughing from goodfellas which like perfect (laughs) beatles the greatest yeah
1: that ray leota gift is one of my favorite ones yeah because i mean growing up watching goodfellas we always used to make fun of that like just to be able to use it as a laugh reaction now i love it
0: yeah um do i think it's great i do i don't think hiring decisions should be made on race or gender no like they should be made on capability yes you know so yeah. so i i understand and i i agree with if you have equally talented people um or equally qualified people that you are going to lean towards uh people who have historically been disadvantaged because there are issues of generational wealth that need to be addressed and that that is a small step towards addressing it, that when we need to look at promotions and things like that, then we will err to the side of the disenfranchised. That's fine. I, I get that. But otherwise, I think it should be merit-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel Legos, you, you wanted to play the fucking politics game with yeah. Michelle Beadle, mm-hmm. and you won, and good for you.
1: Sounds but, like Maria Taylor won this round.
0: And Maria Maria Taylor won this round. Mm-hmm. So get and fucked. Yeah. And I say this as a person who has a little crush on Rachel Nichols, but get fucked. You had this one coming. Um, to quote
1: one Herman Edwards, you play to win the game.
0: Yeah, and you did not win this game by her. no. So. No.
1: She she beat Beatle, but she lost to Taylor. Yeah. firm of Action, you can blame it on a lot of things.
0: Yeah, but it's like at the end of the day it's all politics.
1: Yeah, it is. And so, it happens at it happens at ABC, it happens at NBC, it happens at Fox. Yeah. It's nothing nothing uh new or particular to ESPN. Yeah. The yeah. only thing we, the only thing with ESPN that kind of like gives some context to this is they've been having all their black personalities walk off the air and leave the show. Michael Smith, all these guys just leaving year after year. Um So, you got to feel like, you know, it's over. It's almost like overcompensation on ESPN's part to say, oh, well, we're going to do right with Maria Taylor. Yep. She left.
0: Yeah. Well, was lefted, you know?
1: Yeah. Her and Michael Smith uh, were hosting SportsCenter there for a bit. And then they pretty much like pulled the plug after like two weeks. They took that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I think this might be some overcompensation on espn's front and saying well we're gonna make it all right with maria taylor we're gonna send her to the top and show everybody
0: yeah they espn has a problem oh. like
1: when you get that big know. and you get that successful and there's that much money on the line like you're always gonna have problems you know what i mean
0: yeah uh all right we've got about two hours you got anything else you want to throw in here today
1: uh, nothing too pressing. I mean, shout out to CP three. We we talked about him earlier. I'm gonna be rooting for him the rest of these finals. Yeah, A the really the, good the story theory
0: that I had that the Bucks might figure it out at 58 uh, 48 at the half. So okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Sounds good for the for the Suns, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, I go back to I think it was off the top of my head the 05 NBA draft when me and my buddies, my buddies and I were shocked that. Not one but two teams passed on Chris Paul. First, the Atlanta Hawks took a guy named Marvin Williams, who funnily enough ended last season on the Bunks bet, on the Bucks bench before retiring. Mm-hmm. Bust of a number two overall pick. And uh and then the Utah Jazz took Darren Williams. Took Darren Williams out of uh oh, where was it? D Brown played their orange jerseys. Anyway, um
0: yeah. Syracuse?
1: No, not Syracuse. Tennessee.
0: Uh, no, oh god, I'm gonna have to. Look I'm up just quick. going on orange. Illinois, Jersey, Illinois, so. Illinois, Illinois. Yeah, okay.
1: Illinois it was the year Illinois won the title. D. Brown, Darren Williams, bunch of these guys, and yeah, Jerry. Shout out to the late Jerry Sloan, but he took a point guard over Chris Paul. New Orleans, who were the Hornets at the time, who were splitting their time with Oklahoma City because of uh, Hurricane Katrina. Chris Paul fell right in their lap. Right in their lap, man. And then of course the Lakers trade fell through. He ended up with the Clippers. Well it's and...
0: blocked. It didn't fall through. It was yeah, blocked.
1: Yeah. Yep. The late uh David Stern.
0: Yeah, who never did anything fishy in the league at all. No, exactly.
1: Right. Yes. Um so yeah, so I'll be rooting for Chris Ball, right? I mean, I've I've always been a fan, always been a fan, and I wish him nothing but the best. Um One last one to leave you off. This is an NFL first show. Here's an NFL take in a guy that has been a white whale for me and I've I've loved through the years. Mike Williams, the other big Mike, is going to have a career year, and I'll tell you why. First, contract year. Second, year two for Justin Herbert. Three, they brought in Joe Lombardi from New Orleans to be the new O.C., Those are the only three reasons you'll need contract year. You know, he's going to be balling Justin Herbert year two and Joe Lombardi. If Mike Williams can stay healthy, of course, health being the caveat, you like to call it a skill. If Mike Williams can stay out there, man, I'm telling you big things coming for him in fantasy football, man. Look for Mike Williams to finish as a top 10 wide out, maybe even creep into the top five. If you're in a TD heavy league, I, I, I truly believe Mike Williams is going to get paid and you know what year one of his new contract probably won't be that great. It could be in a new city, but I'm telling you, man, the contract year thing is not to be trifled at Mike Williams Look for him to come in and ball this year.
0: I have a five dollar ticket on the L.A. Chargers at plus three thousand. Do you pays out one fifty five nice. to win the Super Bowl? Nice man. Um, I like that. I'
1: gonna have to get through the Chiefs in that division. No, there's but lot, hey, like
0: but there's lots of you know. Give me a Tyreek yep. Hill injury and yep. who Mahomes, knows what yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, right? Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. Mahomes right. Is like starting the, to have a bit of an injury history, even.
1: Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. No, I, I, uh, I'm gonna come out tonight. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a Chiefs Seahawks Super Bowl. Like I know we we leave that for our last divisional preview, but hey, I'm feeling Randy here in early July. I'm gonna say Seahawks Chiefs. How's that? I some of the people that some people are gonna say that chalk pussy, but you know what? Fuck you guys.
0: I heard Peter Schrager the other day calling for the new york football giants oh, okay. to be the surprise super bowl oh. team of the year no, no 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 if daniel
1: jones gets him to the nfc title i'll run around this block naked
0: risking i arrest. i'm bringing a camera. if if i just wanted to be cl- we have a recording of this yeah if this happens i'm bringing a can i'm going to moncton yep. i'm bringing a camera yep, right. I'm gonna yeah. chase you around the block yeah. Yeah, yeah. from a scooter or something because I can't run as fast as you for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's
1: fine. It's fine. Um and I'll repeat again, Daniel Jones doesn't have to win a Super Bowl.
0: Just get to the conference championship. Yeah.
1: yeah. Game. I don't even yeah, you don't even have to win the NFC title game. Get there. Get there. And I firmly comfortable saying it because it's just not gonna happen.
0: Okay. I am the newest uh rooting person for uh For, for Mm. the New York football, yeah, it's just not gonna happen. Like you know, I I I don't think it's likely either. The reason I love the Kenny,
1: I love the Kenny Galladay edition. I love Saquon coming back healthy. Yeah, I love what they're doing on their D line. I love bringing in Adore Jackson to play across James
0: Bradbury. I love it. I love. Didn't you get a full camp with Joe Judge? Yep. No, and they're, they're a team on the ride. And they have but gotten a team rid of the guys who don't agree with the team concept. Yep. And, you know,
1: I agree. But yeah, there's still a team that needs a quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. And last time I checked, this isn't the Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson era where you can tick all the boxes except QB and still find yourself at the end. Uh, we're past that era, right? That's not happening anymore. It's not. You need a blue chip guy. You need a blue chip guy under center. He doesn't have to be a first round pick, but recent history will tell you nine times out of 10, he's got to be a first round pick. I mean, name me a second round pick, right? That's had a lot of recent success, right? I mean, you and I know Jones was a first round pick, but we've seen enough tape to know he's not a starting. He's he's not a top 32 guy in a league that has 32 teams. That's as simple as I can say it.
0: All right. With that said, starting next week, man, it's my favorite time of year because if we start these shows, that means football's close, baby. Yep. NFL division previews begin next week. We look forward to doing them. Of course, we will break down uft ufc 264 as well and all the repercussions that come out of that but until then my name is charles he is nick smart as always we thank you for listening and we will talk to you again next week